I'm Matt Ingram, a musician, producer, and co-owner of Urchin Studios in East London. In these podcasts, I'll be talking with creative individuals that I know and admire about music, art, the creative process, and of course... Oh, fuck. <laughs> We're doing so well. Okay. Yeah, it was... Right. <clears throat> Joining me today is the producer and engineer Dan Cox, who is also the co-owner of Urchin Studios. So that basically that's what happens when you do the intro uh, of the podcast and someone's in the room <laughs> what, what, watching you. But are we happy with this lighting? This no. lighting isn't very vibey. No. Here, here at Urchin Studios, we like to have nice vibey lighting, and at the moment, it looks like a dentist waiting room. There we go. We are in, in Studio B. Studio B. Urchin yeah. Studios. Yeah. Um, okay, so I feel like I should, I need to start this this podcast by saying for those of you who aren't aware. Um, Dan is is the other half of Urchin Studios. My, my hello. My my. my let, please let, let me do the talking. Oh, please. sorry. Okay. Uh, and like is, the is, is, thing there. Yeah. Right. And he's so, seated to my right. <laughs> so Dan's yeah, Dan's effectively my my studio wife, and um, the podcast has been going exactly a year. And um, when we first started this last January, we always said, "Oh, we'll do this for a year. And if we're still going after a year, we'll try and do one a month, which I've nearly done." If we're still going after a year, Dan will be the Christmas special. So this is the Christmas, New Year special, whatever. So, um, so yes, so Dan and I started Urchin together in 2007. 2007. And so this, it does feel a bit weirdly formal, me, me interviewing you, but, but it is. Okay. I was, I was, I did mention this. Yeah, so, but I, I have questions, Dan, and let's see if we can, let's see if we can get through this. So basically, I've tried to. I've actually been thinking about this quite a bit, like what I'm going to. So here's a bottle of like yeah. what I'm going to ask you. And um, I, I was thought, well, let's try it to discuss things that maybe we haven't we haven't spoken about before. Yeah. Um, which is not a lot. Which is not a lot. <laughs> but the first thing is, when did you know or think that you wanted to be sort of in the music industry? That is a very good question. I there was I didn't have like a crystallizing moment where I went, ah, oh, yeah, this is what I, really what I wanted to do. I think, in fact, it was always there. Mm. Like, because my dad um, is a, a former electrical engineer, so he's always you know he's always been quite savvy with mm. with things like that. He you know he was always like he gave me like a soldering lesson when I was like eight or something. Right. Um, he doesn't remember this, but I definitely remember this happening. Um, so I think that there's always like a technical inclination mm. in me. And then I started about... But that wasn't, that wasn't necessarily a musical. No, 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 in, no. In, te- in nature. Yeah, that's a technical, like, you know, just like knowing how to wire a plug and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're interested in the mechanics of how shit works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm always into, I'm always up for, like, taking something apart, even still, you know, I'm, I'm as interested in doing that now as I was as a, as a teenager. The difference now is sometimes I can put that thing back together again. <laughs> uh, how would you best describe, like, what you do, who you are and what you do? If you meet someone at a party and they're like, who are yeah, you? Yeah, what do I say at a party? Yeah, what do you say? Um, well, obviously, it's 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 been Christmas party season. I've, <laughs> I've, I've 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 done this a number of times. Yeah. Um, what do I say? 
It depends what mood I'm in. Sometimes I say music producer first. Sometimes I say sound engineer. Really? First. So is that new? Because you always, cause I know you always, you, you always used to say engineer. What, what I always used to say is I run a recording studio. Ah. Um, in a way, because when you say that to someone, it's almost like they're like, oh, wh- what does that mean? You know. Um, but but regardless of what I say first, I always go. Sometimes I'm a music producer. Sometimes I'm the tea boy. You know, and everything in between. And actually, that is like, that's part of the fun of running Urchin, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure you you probably feel the same. Like yeah, I mean, I feel I'm a musician first. Right. You know, that's and everything else. You know, I kind of I kind of feel I'm blagging. Like, I mean, I, I think I said this in in a podcast recently, but it's only like in the last year or so that I've called myself an engineer. And yeah. I've now been an engineer for like eight years, and I've engineered loads of records. Yeah. But it's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. just because I came to it kind of late. Yeah, and, and I I don't have as I don't have as much confidence as you as an as an engineer. Right, you, you're and really confident. I mean, certainly for now, I'm like, well, man, Dan's an engineer, and I'm just someone that's I'm just someone that's learning. But now I like, no, fuck it. I've I've yeah. you know I've I've done enough records to call myself an yeah. engineer. But the first the first time it comes out of your mouth, your mouth, someone says, what do you do? And you're like, I'm a musician and I'm an engine engineer. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Kind of feel yeah, guilty exactly. for saying it. You know? uh, yeah, and I I guess that's why I've been. Yeah, for about the same period of time, I've started putting producer. Producer first. on, okay. Because yeah, yeah. I've always, you know, I've always thought I'm a producer, but you know, you and I produce together a lot, or have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's only recently, you know, recently that you know I've been producing. I'm sure, I, I, not, not I'm sure I have. I have been producing stuff separately from you, but it's only in the last year. Yeah, yeah. When I've gone like. Oh no! This is yeah. This is definitely why. Yeah, actually, what I actually, I'm going to interject here, and for anyone listening that doesn't know, pretty much everything I've ever done in the studio is involved Dan. Has involved you in some way. Yeah, is an engineer or a mixer, or it's always involved you. So in um, in, in in a studio. In, in no in, in in sorry for me in a in a production capacity. Right. I've yeah. Never. You've done a few bits. I've done a few bits. I, I'm trying to think if. I, there might be a few exceptions, mm. but 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 as but as a rule, so um, but so yeah. as a drummer, when you've worked as a drummer, yeah, I mean that's probably... a, that's a kind of yeah, I've done I've done loads of shit without you. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> but no no no, but like as a drummer, in in your being brought in on a session as a drummer, you probably had production input. I think, but you know, production is such a. I mean, this leads me on to my next question, actually. Yeah, and I know that there's no. Definitely, you know the, the the term producer is is a very fluid one. Yeah. And um, I've worked with a lot of producer producers who who are who are great at their job, and they've all done very different things. Yeah. You know they've all contributed very different, but and but they've all been incredibly valid. So for you, what when you produce something, what does that mean for you? What's the difference between you engineering something, yeah, and then suddenly you're a producer? What what, what yeah. Well, I think as any as any producer will tell you, your there's no distinct point where you suddenly go, um, excuse me, I'm actually just going to interject now as a producer. You know, like, I'm just going to. I'm uh, producing now. i just so everyone's clear. Like before we go any further, I'm now producing. <laughs> you know, it never happens. Like that. <laughs> Maybe it should. Yeah, that should be something. Yeah. There's a there's a hat. Yeah. We put on with or lights on, and it lights up, yeah. and we go. I'm producing now, or, or like an alarm goes off. Obviously, <laughs> a silent alarm because you don't want to disturb the take. You know, yeah. you, it might happen in the middle of the take. Maybe we should do this. You know, yeah, we should just have a flashing light that right. goes off. Yeah, 
and then like you automatically get three points. Yeah, contract comes out. Yeah, of exactly. Before we go any further, could you please yeah, sign yeah. this form? Um, so what? So I guess. So the question was. Yeah, what, what, does, is, what does production mean what to you? What does production mean to you me? Know. Production can mean. It's a tough one. It's a tough one because everyone's got. Because there's explaining to someone what a producer does, and then there's explaining to someone what you do as a producer. Yeah. And in a way, it's like. It's almost an impossible question to answer because it's like, if. Say, like a session musician comes in, like a guitarist comes in, and. Or like a, a session guitarist is talking to someone and saying, like. So, you know, when you go into the studio with your guitar, like, what do you do? What is that, exactly is it that you do? Yeah. You know, and you don't go, like, well, if the song's got a C major in it, I might well play a C major, but not always. Yeah. But, um, I guess, you know, I, I was thinking about this yesterday before I asked you, actually, and I think a producer doesn't specialise. So, so, yeah. so, so the guitar player, the engineer, the drummer, they go in and they do a specific job. Yeah. Whereas the, the producer's job is having an eye on everything. Yeah, it's looking after it's looking after yeah. the big picture, isn't it? And ensuring yeah. that the the train, the musical train, doesn't derail. Yeah. Uh, and, and sometimes that's doing very little, mm. because the train mm. is going ahead, and you're like, oh, wicked. And sometimes it's, it seems to be doing everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, your job can be just making sure that everyone's got sufficient tea, that they're you know. <laughs> that, they're, that they're as relaxed as possible, and it's as yeah. equal. It, you know, it depends on the gig, doesn't it? If you're if you're recording a band, who really know their songs and the arrangements are really good, um, it might be that all that you need to do as a producer is go. Right, this sounds really good. Let's find circumstances which cultivate this. Let's find a studio, which is you know maybe the band's quite nervous, you know because. Some some bands are quite edgy, and as they're becoming more successful, they get nervous about what they're doing. Um, so your job as a producer might be, we let's get a studio which is really chilled, so no one you know mm. there's nothing about the environment that winds people up. Yeah. Um, uh, which obviously urchin. You might you may spot a familiar pattern here. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 well, was ad- I was adamant that this podcast isn't going to be a sort of big circle mm. jerk. Well, it's not going. Oh, we are we great? Yeah, it's it's, it's you know. not it's not a plug. It, because because it's a fact because it's a fact no because this this studio is what is the things that we like isn't yeah, it? it's absolutely. our inclination yeah. Um, but yeah and it might be so with with this hypothetical band you're you know making a cup of tea might be the most important thing you need to need to do really because mm. um, as and we you know we say this to each other all the time to clients mm. but if the musicians aren't happy then they aren't going to play well and the music's not going to sound very good, and uh, it doesn't matter what expensive mics you get out of the mic cupboard. Um, if you know if the musicians, if the take's not good, yeah, yeah, then yeah, you're going yeah, yeah, yeah. to chuck it away. So I suppose unless, <clears throat> again, keeping that flexibility as a producer, you get the old musician who is has got this idea in their head about wanting to record with the best gear, and if you don't put the best gear in front of them. They get distracted by the fact that it's not the best gear, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes it really is very important to get the best gear. But from my point of view, it it's yeah, well that's that's great. But if if for whatever reason they're better, they're happier singing into yeah. their their cheap 
Mike in their project studio because they think that that makes their vocals sound best, then you should still you should still record on that. I, re- I remember you coming in one morning in, with one of your like real epiphany faces. I know what your <laughs> epiphany face looks like. And you came in, you came in and you were like, it's not about the gear. It's about what happens upstairs. <laughs> you were really, it was like, it was like, right on. I mean, this is kind of true, right? I mean, it, yeah. is, it is. Yeah. You know. Um, so, How's this going? How are we doing? We doing all right? I think we're doing good. We're doing good. The beers, the beers, the beers. The, beer, the beers doing good. So, out of all of the, uh, out of all of the things that your job entails, what what do you think you're best at? What's your kind of top skill? Just everything. <laughs> everything that I touch just turns the gold, as you probably know. Um, I. It's really hard for me to say objectively what that is. But can I say? Can I say what it is? That was actually a problem okay. for me right. to say. Now, <clears throat> maybe I should say what I think first. Say what you think. And okay. I, and then, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I'm best at what I enjoy doing the most, which is like, I think, getting sounds, and mm. that could be, mm. you know, and that that's mixing. You know, I, I really enjoy mixing because uh, you're, you know, you're crafting and massaging the sound. And you're like getting the sound, and you're also trying to tap into the artist's vision, and you're trying to get like, well, what are they trying to get at? And um, you know, and it, right, so you have you know have conversations. And you're like, okay, right, I think I've I think I've got feel for what they mm. what they want, and you just kind of do stuff. And there's no, you know there's, there's completely no rules about that. It's completely interpretive, and it's the same with like um, you know like getting a guitar sound. You know it's, it, that happens at the recording stage as well. So I think. Sort of getting sounds that are exciting and cool um, is is what is what is one of the things that excites me the most. I I I, I think you you are you know uh, just a natural engineer. I hope this isn't awkward for me saying this, no. but Dan, you are what I, you are one of the best engineers I've ever worked with and met. That's the only time I'm going to say that. <laughs> that's my own, that's my one. That's your one compliment. No, no, but you you, you know you do have. I, I there there are two times when I see you really light up and it's when there's this kind of some sort of sonic challenge or you need to get some sort of sound yeah. out of something you know that and then a Maplins those two those two points <laughs> you just you just you know I can see you get really inspired I mean my my um, my worst scenario in the studio is when I have to work as an engineer really quickly and under pressure I don't right. like, for example, you know when we do like filming sessions. Yeah. We we do filming sessions at Urchin, and sometimes and they're they're always you've got a film crew. It's very high pressure. You don't have a lot of time in which to get sounds, and they're always really stressful. Yeah. You are so ice cold and cool in those situations. Outwardly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> outwardly cool. Yeah. No. And 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 you really shy. Whereas they they're. <laughs> Whenever I have to do one of them, and I can do them, and I feel I'm good at them, yeah. but I, I You've done don't, some great I don't sleep well the night before. You know, it's yeah. really, it's not. That's my li- That's my. That's what I feel I'm the worst at. In in, okay. I feel like you 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 really shine in. This I situation. think I've just had more practice because it just it just happens yeah. that in in the evolution of this studio because we've been here we've been at this site now three years three years yeah and it, the old studio you just it just wasn't big enough to do that kind of thing so we never did it. Um, and when we set up this premises, 
um, you you were on tour quite a lot in the first year, weren't you? Yeah. Um, You've definitely been here more than so. Yeah. So I I ended up sort of pioneering all those 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 kind of things. But but the 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 kind of sonic design of the studio was Mm. more you was more you than me. I suppose it was. I left it to you, you know, because I, yeah. yeah, I, I trust you. And, and and when you said, it's funny, that the, 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 the evolution of the studio, when you said, oh, I, I just, you know, I'm good at the things I enjoy. Yeah. And they, they are more things and more of the kind of sonic nature. So, you know, so I, I feel that, that I'm, you know, visiting your domain more. Perhaps right, when, yeah. when, you know, in, 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 in matters of, in matters of sonics. Yeah. You know. As you become... More, more like more of a person who labels put, put, puts the the word engineer in a bigger font when you're on your yeah. TV. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Do you know what though? So I there's um, we I am halfway through a record, um, and I'm saying this to, to you, the listener, rather than Dan, because he knows, and um, I'm I'm engineering it, and we've done four days and we've taken a break, and I was listening back to that to that session, um. And I engineered the guitars so well. They sound so yeah. good. You've done a fucking great job. I'm worried though, coming back, it was some sort of, no, it's some sort of fluke. because like, I'm never going to, like, <laughs> half of the album, the guitars are going to sound amazing and the other half is going to be rubbish. Yeah, it's, I, if, yeah if, if I'm honest, like, I, I, I still have that sometimes. Really, I just, that's I just, good. I'm, I'm, I'm going to like, this. This God. is very cathartic, this. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> this is, this is therapy. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, it, but I think that, that's not from, that's, it's not from a point that, that that comes from the like the exploration that we do in our like creative roles because you know a recording engineer is still a very it's still a very creative process it's just not very um, overtly creative you know but there's there's always that interpretation thing well, like a good engineer anyway yeah um, or like a special engineer, I suppose. Because I get, I mean, I guess the, the, there is the job of, of sound engineering, which is connecting cables up correctly and, and making sure it works. That's not like a sound that's, technician. That's sound. That's sound technician. Um, but as soon as you move beyond that point of like, yeah, this is the way that we do it every day, and you just plug stuff in. That's okay. There's nothing particularly creative about that. But say even here in the studio, like we've got a client in this week, and I just pop my head around the door. Couple of days ago, I think that's what they've been. Yeah, and they were like, "Ah, oh, we want to. Is it possible to play music through the PA system in the live room whilst we're working on the track in in uh, in the control room, of Studio B, uh, Studio A? So you know, within the same studio space." And I thought, "Ooh, you I'm, live for you live for those yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> you like, live for those I'm like, moments, man. I, I'm like." There will be a way. I've just got to. I've just got to think about it for a minute, mm. and that you know that that's like that's a creative solution to, to a but, problem. But, but yeah, absolutely. But you're a very creative engineer, in the sense of you're always throwing mics up. Yeah. Just see what happens. Yeah. That's just that's just you know you you get your drum sound or your drum mics, and then you'll just you'll throw a couple of rogues up, mm. and um, which is something I would I am rubbish at when I'm under pressure. Right. I just said it. I know, like, <clears throat> I know, I know this configuration on this kit. Yeah. Or, or whatever. I know that that I know that the the coals on the guitar amp on the Fender yeah. will work. You know what I mean. So I was like, this is this. Is good. But you you always do a couple of. Uh, yeah. They don't, they don't always work. No, they don't. They don't always work. I guess, but they are. 
instinctive moves, I think, based yeah. on experience. But, you know, but I'm, when I'm doing that, it's the same thing as you were just saying about, like, wow, how did I get that guitar sound? You know, um, they they are based on experience, but they're not fully conscious decisions. You know, I don't go, like, oh, if I angle the microphone at yeah. 97 degrees at a distance of 4.2 meters, whatever, you know, feet, um, I'm, I will get this sound that I, is in my head. <laughs> You know. Do you think anyone gets to that point? Um, and then, and then, and then, does it stop being creative at that point? Because you, 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 you're. What when you just know? You just know. I don't think. So. I don't think so. Don't think so yeah. No, like if 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 I only ever worked within the walls of the studio, of the studio, I suppose in twenty years' time, I could probably get to that point. But as soon as I step into another room that I don't know. It's a whole new la- new landscape. Yeah, but and, and also you never know how people are going to perform. Yeah, and that can as, make, as, as well. That and, can and that's make, more yeah. than half of the sound is the person. Yeah, and how they and that can make a huge difference, can't it? Particularly oh, massive. Particularly with um, our our experiences here, recording bands playing together, and they're all in the room, and all the amps are in the same room, and there's always there's a little bit of spill going on here and there. Um, the there's like there's the aspect of that way angling the amps a little bit here and there you know quite it will change the way that the amps kind of cross talking to each other and, and kinds of stuff or how the you know the position of the room mics might create a certain sound mm. um, so you're right yeah even within the same space a different band needs to be set up in a different way you know, you've got your, obviously you've got your go-to methods, mm. um, and if someone if a band walks in and has to record something, you know, you got set up and you got to hit record in one hour, then uh, you're not going to have that much time for trying shit out. Yeah. Um, and you rely on your experience and efficiency as well. Is that your favourite scenario when, ever the band are in the room, and everyone's playing together live, or, or? I think what's good about that is that. Um, it just it's, yeah, as we, depends on the band. Obviously, if the band can't play very well, well then, then yeah. So assuming the band sounds very good, yeah, it's it's fucking great. Yeah, and you know when you're sat in the control room as well, and you're listening to what you know. Every time you hit record, it might be the tape that goes on the record, but you don't quite know. But you really are putting it all down live, yeah. and. There's never an intention to edit it afterwards, so it's like the, the excitement of that spontaneity. Yeah, it's like it's like being a gig. Yeah. So I guess that's that's what's fun about. Yeah, I often I often feel like that. Yeah. You know, when they're, when they're doing a live take, I feel like I'm at a gig. Yeah, and yeah, absolutely. So another question I wanted to ask you is, when did you feel like you delivered? Because I, I was going to ask you like, when was the first mix that you were happy with? And that's a little mm. bit of a bullshit question because you're never really happy, you know. No, because you're always pushing. You're always like, but but <clears throat> at what point did you? Do you remember the artist where you delivered like your first mix that you're like, this could be on the radio. This isn't right. this the feel, work. The this, work of some. This feels amateur. legit. Like, yeah. yeah this feels okay. Like real. You know. Um, it's very hard to. I, I find it very difficult to look back in time and in, my, in sort of at my 
this is my life as it's gone on. And like five years ago, I remember the specific moment. I don't have like that crystallizing moment, but if I think now, going back through stuff that I've mixed and worked on, I reckon the Three Trap Tigers first EP right. was the point where I suddenly went. Okay. The second one. The second. You you think the second one? No, the first one was the one that Gordon Raphael produced, and we. I mixed a, a bit more of that than you because remember you you were ill. You're so right. Over, yeah. Right over Christmas. So but the second. Sec- yeah. I think yeah. it was the second one. Mm. Right. When was that? I'm not sure. See, again, I know the answer to this, mm. which is why I kind of vibe to. Because I look back at some of the earlier stuff that we did, and I st- I still think some of those recordings have like a beautiful naivety about them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I think I think it's really, and there are some recordings that, that we that we did like right in the early days, and I'm like. Yeah, that's kind of cool. But yeah. it's it's like it, you know, shit might be a bit phasey, or or it's all a bit. Yeah. Nice, but I'm like, actually, that's a really cool recording, and I still I, I listen to that without wanting to sort of chew off my own ears. Yeah, yeah. But I think the first remember Burning Beard. Oh yeah, no, that yeah, they're an important. They were because an important because band. I remember this is um yes, yeah, explain to explain to the listeners. Well, Burning Beard were I think a short lived. Um, I, a band who I really liked actually they were somewhere yeah, in between um, you had on the one hand you had the rhythm guitar I think he was the songwriter a guy called um, he's now plays as John Joseph Brill um, from a very a very different direction yeah I haven't actually heard it yet but it's cool it's cool, cool yeah if you're listening um, check out John Joseph Brill yeah on communion probably I, I think he's in that yeah. he's in that sort of he's in that area yeah <laughs> We'll make no um, guarantees about what label he may or may not be signed to, but you will probably see him play at a communion night. Um, anyway, so yeah, so he was playing. It's quite a heavy band, but he was playing like this kind of in this Neil Young, yeah, yeah. Fo- sort of folky style, maybe a bit more finger picky than Neil Young, I guess. Um, and then you had like the rest of the band were kind of metalheads. Um, I thought it was kind of like I, 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 I thought, I thought yeah. it was kind of like Muse. Yeah, but it was, a, it was a bit more like... A bit more a, punky. It was, a, bit more it was punky. a little bit more punky. And also, um, I forget the guitarist's name. And the guys, if you're listening as well, like, great. You know? The wicked players. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sounded, sounded great. Um, but I, I didn't work on that EP. <clears throat> did you not do anything? No, oh, maybe, I didn't do maybe anything. You just, maybe, you just... maybe I helped on the first day. I made a bit of tea. Yeah. I, like, got some drum sound. But I didn't do anything. But, but what the point I was going back to is that I, I came... I came back in. Yeah. Uh, I came in on like the fifth day and it was like, fucking hell. Dude. Yeah, and I just done the first mix. Yeah, and it was like, shit, this is sounding good. And then you looked over to me and you were like, this is sounding really yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and also, also it, it was the first time as well where I didn't know what you've done. I was yeah. like, what have you done? This yeah. is like, and it felt like, oh, this is, this is proper now. This yeah. is like legit. It's interesting you, you say like, I, you didn't know what I'd done. Because before I, I did, because I, I always used to watch you as well yeah. when, when we first started, but no, it was just like, fuck man, this is mm. like neck, you know, you know. Yeah. It's funny you mention that because this album that I've just mixed, um, which which one? The, well, we probably won't say what it is because it's can not we, out, can we, okay. or it's in a release date, so, oh, right, or, okay. Okay. but we Matt and I have just recorded an album in around about two weeks, a little bit less actually, um, which has turned out really well, but yeah, as I was mixing it. I was thinking like, yeah, this is sounding really, this is sounding really good, and I was just kind of, I, I just sort of stopped for a second. I looked through my, looked through the Pro Tools session. I was kind of going like, what am 
am I doing here that is any different to anything that I've always done? You know, like, how how is, how is this different to how I was working, like, five years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really, really hard. There's there's nothing... There is... The, the evidence in the Pro Tools sessions is just... <laughs> is, like... It doesn't betray any particular technique yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's far more. It's it's entirely down to I, I think these things like what sounds cool, um, and what doesn't sound cool, and that's kind of obviously kind of subjective because some people really like my mixes for whatever reasons, and some people don't like them for whatever reasons. It's the same. You know, we yeah. have we have discussions about other people. You know, like or. or yeah, mix engineer or producer or whatever. You know, everyone's got opinions. Think some things are really good. Mm-hmm. Most people think, you know. Um, but I've forgotten what my point was now. What's your point, Dad? Come on. What's my bloody point? <laughs> um, it's it's just an evolution of taste, really. Getting better at and mixing. Also, and yeah, yeah, also, I think from from a musician's point of view, you do reach a point where when you first start, you you go, but if I was faster, you know, mm. if I could play, you, you know. If I could, like, as a guitarist, you're like, when you first started, like, man, if I could just play Plug In Baby at speed, yeah. I'll be as good as Matt Bellamy. And then yeah. you realise, and then you realise there's a point, it's like, it's not, it's not what you're doing mm. necessarily that, that makes something good. And, and also, just to, I mean, I think Jeremy Wormsley made this point in, in a previous podcast, was mm. saying about how Stephen Street... Episode seven. Yeah. That was episode like four. Yeah. I was saying when he worked with Stephen Street, just, just when he gets... Jeremy's demos are kind of on the board, on his board, mm. and just balances it. It immediately sounds better because yeah. his experience of balancing instruments, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like oh fuck, that that's just that, you know. And I think that's, I think that's another thing. How how yeah. do you balance something like going back to some of our earlier mixes and our earlier efforts? Yeah, you listen mm. to something and like I don't know, like the the tambourine will just be like really loud. <laughs> yeah, what was I thinking? But then again, you know, you, that, know you, you could say the same of like some. Zeppelin tracks or something. You just kind of yeah. like these ones. Oh, are, these ones Zeppelin tracks. Though. Well, I, I, this wasn't when we recorded Led Zeppelin. Okay, no. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you get like I can't. I can't think of any specific examples. But um, some, you know, some of those like seventy, you know, sixties and seventies tracks. You do just go. You've, you've listened to these songs a thousand times. Yeah. And then suddenly you come to it with a more. You just switch on your production here and you go. The vocals are hard panned. Yeah. Like, the vocals, <laughs> why is the vocal over there? It's like, well, the vocals are really quiet and like. The loudest thing in the mix is the hi hat or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you always notice that because it's a horrible, horrible thing to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, who are your kind of like something like you know, who are your like mix heroes? Do you have mix heroes? Yeah. Someone asked me this the other day. Um, I think Chad Blake yeah. has always got to be up there. He's he's your like mixer's mixer, isn't he? <laughs> mixer's mixer. For those of you who don't know uh, Chad Blake, what's what is it, maybe so for, for for the listeners? I think you're probably better at reading off. I'm. I'm the thing is, I I know who people are and I know what their mixes right. sound like, but I'm not. You did off. the Ar- last Arctic Monkeys record, right? Yeah. Which I, I got to say that wasn't that wasn't that Blakey. Like in the sense of like something like that that Lost Lobus album, kind of colossal head that yeah. I'm obsessed with. That yeah. is like which I think he produced as well, didn't vi- he? Like vintage Chad Blake in the yeah. sense of like it sounds really. Uh, I, whatever he's the only person I know that, that does that whatever that thing is like he, yeah, he, yeah. He kind of does um, um, and he and he's really into doing you know there was um, Leo Abraham's uh, guitarist producer was telling me about when he was working on an album with Chad Blake and like they were setting up in the studio 
and they had, the musicians had a bit of time, so they went out, and for a joke, the drummer bought like <laughs> this this drum kit from, this story, yeah. from from a charity shop that had like Daffy Duck. <laughs> on, on, on the kick drum and it was like a child's drum kit for about 50 quid you know he brought it back to the studio as like a joke and Chad sees this and he's like what, what's this? This, this and he like hits, hits the drums he's like this is amazing this that's is our we, drum sound yeah, and, and they, record, <laughs> they recorded the entire album do you know what record on, that is drum. do you know what for, for, for the, maybe if any of the listeners want to check that out I'm going to find that out we'll, we'll yeah. try and put that on the podcast description if, if, if we yeah, can yeah uh, if we can well, maybe you can get Leo Abrahams in here. For a... I'd love to. Leo, if you're listening, that's next. Yeah, Leo. Leo's great. Leo, if you're listening, we'd love to do a podcast with you. What What have you heard um, this year? Is there anything you've heard this year that you're like, oh wow, that's that sounds. There's quite a lot of. I've, I've actually, I actually made a playlist. Did you? Okay, made, yeah, let's have a look. It's yeah. not specific for this um, for this session, but I just happened to make one the other day. I made like a playlist of albums that represent. 2015 for me, and it's got to have um, uh, everything. Everything is top. Every, yeah, every, everything. Every because album. the new everything, everything album. I mean, I think everything, everything are one of the best new bands of like the past five years or something. They've been getting around about that time. Agreed. Um, and not everyone likes them. Um, and what I have to say to those people who don't like everything everything is that you are wrong and you are bad people and you need to yeah. go away and listen to them until you realise that the error of your ways you've been, you've been this so, error so of what, your ways. what's on your playlist you so it starts with every, there's an everything everything track yeah. there then we've got Tame Impala current I mean, man that record is yeah. just ridiculous great great record um Leanne Le Havis our, our oh, friend Leanne vintage vintage urchin family uh, yeah, Leanne classic. if you're listening you're, you're, you're next you're coming on this you're coming yeah. on this podcast yeah um, we've got Caribou Our Love we've got um, uh, Gengar Dream Outside mm-hmm. um, who've done some work with not I might I might have a might have a track on that album I'm not quite sure um, Father John Misty let's talk about Father John Misty I can talk about Father John Misty I saw him uh couple of months ago yeah and uh, it, it was astonishingly good yeah um, I just think he's like to set a new kind of bar for people that write songs kind of, kind of, I don't want to call it I don't want to call it songwriter but um, it's it's something yeah, there's, there's something, so much fun in it yeah that, that's that's a different thing it's like he's uh, his songs are just so sharp and witty um, but but deep and yeah, and but his his performances was so, um, just so joyful and silly, right? But yet really poignant at the same time. The, the, the live the live performance, the live show, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah just, and what a great frontman! Yeah, I really, I, I do, I do need to see him live. Oh, you not okay? Yeah, I've not seen him live, but you know, but there is that that kind of strength as a performer really comes through on on the album, which is called "I Love You, Honey Bear." Yeah, which is which yeah. isn't. Usually, you, again, you like you don't associate that sort of totally extroverted, um, extroverted nature in that in that kind of genre. I don't, you right. know, whatever that kind of genre is, the kind of yeah, introspective I, singer-songwriter stuff to be to be so, yeah, to be so extroverted. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what kind of music it is. Yeah, I, I know. I, it's, I, I, it's, I kind it's of like funny, and and the lyric the lyrical content of it is really um, is re- absolutely pivotal to what he does because I sent. I sent um, 
the song, what's it called, The Night Josh, Til- Josh Tillman Came to Our Apartment, mm-hmm. um, to someone, and they went, like, their reaction, they hadn't heard of his music before, they'd heard of him, but they'd almost kind of steered away, because sometimes, I don't know if you get this, but sometimes you suddenly find everyone's talking about an artist. Yeah. And you kind of go, yeah, yeah. I actually don't. I don't if it's thrust in your face. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, no. I think we're just a bit contrary. I'm, I'm an individual. Yeah, exactly. I'm not <laughs> but anyway, I sent, I sent my friend this track and he was like, to be honest, I probably wouldn't be into this music at all if it wasn't for how good the lyrics are. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those. And I'm not, I'm not like... As a music fan, the lyrics aren't always the most important thing to me. You know, I mean, some depends on the band, yeah, but yeah. like, even listening to hip hop or something, which mm. is you know, I I I'm, I'm exactly saying I I can forgive bad lyrical content if I feel the musical content is is exciting. Yeah. Whereas there are people that that we've worked with, someone we're working with at the moment, uh, yeah, who is um yeah if the lyrics are bad, yeah, yeah he's obviously like. People who sometimes are singer, kind of songwriters, if they're noticed about, they're like, no, that's like unforgivable. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. But but uh, plenty of, plenty of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rarely the other way around, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's the yeah, it's don't right. often carry, sort of sloppy songwriting or something. Well, it's hard. It's hard to have good songwriting. It's hard, you can't have bad songwriting and good lyrics, isn't it? Bad songwriting and good lyrics. I'm trying to think of examples of this. Well. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Because if because if the lyrics are really good, then you you instantly focus your attention on them, and perhaps you you can forgive any yeah any discrepancies in the music. Song, therefore, yeah, songs with bad listeners. <laughs> if you can think of any examples <laughs> of uh, bad songwriting with good lyrics. Uh, email podcast at urchinstudios.co.uk which we'll set up which we'll set up we haven't we'll set up set this up. email address okay, but uh, in an act actually, of spontaneity actually, actually in generally if any, we should do that yeah if anyone's yeah. actually got any general feedback yeah about the, we, we might just get <laughs> Not we might just get loads of hate mail <laughs> yeah exactly now we don't accept hate mail yeah but yeah if you have both dicks um, if you have anything that you'd like to say to us that doesn't use more than four swear words per sentence um, please write into this right so, so you know, it's 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 the end of the year. This is probably going to go out at the beginning of twenty sixteen. So it's yeah. twenty sixteen. It's twenty sixteen. Um, so Happy New Year! Yeah. You're all enjoying your hangovers. So we we obviously the, this time of year we all get very reflective. And mm. what what have been your um? I, firstly, what have you what have you learned in twenty fifteen? What have I learned? Yeah. What's been your you know what 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 have you what have you discovered? Music, musically speaking. I've discovered, musically speaking, I've discovered that um, although I'm far from the most proficient guitarist in the world, I'm better than I thought I was. Wait, so what, what happened to make you... What uh, happened? What happened is that um, up until this year, I had never really um, thought of myself as like a songwriting producer. You know, because sometimes you know, sometimes as a producer, you, you are also a songwriter, and mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's a blurry, there's a blurry kind of line where you are both, and it's almost impossible to distinguish between these two things. Um, and then I ended up um, co-writing and producing an album with someone, mm-hmm. which is not um, 
not something I realised that I... I didn't think my skills, my musical instinct and my skills as like a musician or all of these things um, were developed enough to be able to do that. You're right. But it is one of those things. It's a great example of um, like until you until you try something, you don't know if you're actually any good at it. Or, right. You know, and you yeah. can you can have these thoughts about like, oh, well, it's not you're interested in these things you know but they're not really me you know um, I, I can't think of any other examples but um, but it was just something I ended up doing and I really enjoyed doing it right yeah and so there was this per- that personal kind of discovery for me I'm like oh I didn't know I you know another hat to put on yeah 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 you know producer engineer mixer songwriter so, <laughs> it still sits that, is, is it that, doesn't that, sit that... as comfortably as the other ones but it's like yeah you know but um but it's an exciting new role. I find I'm fine. And is that is that something that that you want to pursue more? I think so. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's 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 like anything. There's always a, a kind of chemistry collaborative thing in any musical endeavor. You know, sometimes. Um, yes, as we know, as we repeat many many times in many a recording session and on this podcast, it really just depends on the musician yeah. and the artist and what what their needs are, but. Uh, a good match between two people is um, like music. You know, you need musical chemistry to make a good recording. Mm-hmm. You know, so if my role as a songwriter fits a session, then there it is. Usually, it's a producer or engineer. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, but but I think that that goes back to the saying that the role of the producer hmm. that we we're saying earlier is 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 not a specialist, and you really have to. Do whatever is necessary. Yeah, and and the artist shouldn't be flexible. You're the one. The artist shouldn't yeah. have to change to you. You know, you're the yeah. one as the producer, engineer, whatever. You're the one that has to be flexible. The artist comes in with with their thing, and obviously you can guide them. Yeah. whatever. But you can't say. Well, you can't say no. You yeah. can't say no to the, the artist. No, you can't. You know. the, the artist is well. That, that kind of depends on the producer actually, because I think we had a conversation the other day with. Someone about a producer who says, who says no, quite a lot, and says no. This is the way we're doing it. Or you can. Yeah, that's a, that's a kind that's a bit that's a bit of a grey area because. Yeah. I, I guess someone like someone like Dave Fridman, who is another we, me and uh, listeners. I'm addressing you. Mm. Um, Dave Fridman is someone me and Dan and I talk about quite a lot. Dave Fridman's done Flaming Lips, MGMT. Yeah. New Vaxxed Record, and we're we're both huge, another another great great mixer, huge fans, and, and I guess he's a, he's a producer. That I that I think has really got a sound, yeah. And but having met people that have worked with him, he mm. is still flexible within right, yeah. his world to, to, yeah. to go. Yeah, you I, know we can. I guess the point at which you say no is often the point where you go, maybe. I mean, you're always trying to look out for this in advance, don't you? Yeah, yeah. But, um, if you are finding, if you are saying no to the artist or not, and you must always, as a producer, express your opinion. Mm-hmm. Your opinion is. Is mm-hmm. vital to the role of a producer, and I guess that's that's something that distinguishes a producer from an engineer. That is something that's quite clear. Mm-hmm. Is as an engineer, your job is not there to give an opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you, your opinion may be welcome; it may not be, mm-hmm. um, may be appropriate. But um, off you have to. As I think as an engineer, you really have to be prepared to to shut up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no matter how, no matter whether you're, you know, you're 
doing like live sound at the Dog and Duck or engineering the the new Radiohead album or something, you know, you your your opinion is is your own, and you might be asked, but you must never say so. Whereas as, as a producer, yeah, um, you must always say what you. Yeah, absolutely, and and I guess think. you perhaps you'd say you say no to bands if I mean I only say no to a band, or and I think we're both at this. We kind of put our foot down if we feel that what's happening is having a derogatory effect on the material yeah. or what we've done previously. Yeah. Suddenly, the the course of action that's taken place is like, well, actually, we're just we're destroying. Yeah, exactly. Everything we spent the last week doing yeah. or whatever. But putting your foot down does not mean it means that you firmly express what you think because it is your belief that, um, that yeah, that what's happening isn't gonna isn't yeah. going to help which again, which or, again, or, or vice versa like if someone's really stubborn and he doesn't want to try something yeah. it's your job to encourage them to, to try it out and be and also be willing to be wrong you know your produ- producer role's there you're there to take risks you're there to make suggestions that may well possibly sound shit <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> I remember I remember being in a I won't say who it was with but in a scenario quite early in our in, in the urchin career and we're doing a lot of we're not we're doing a lot of not mentioning uh, who people are. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you think you know who someone yeah. is, <laughs> email write in, email in podcast at urchinstudios.co.uk. Um, but it, it was quite and, we'll and, it. and and I felt that we'd done it, we'd finished. Mm. But the artists wanted to keep working, mm. and the work we were doing was basically you know redoing vocals and putting in additional layers. It was basically having. A, a derogatory effect on, mm. on, on the work but he was like no this is my thing and uh, and I want to do this and you, but and mm. you're saying but it's really it, everything we're doing is sounding it's, it's really not cool. it, it, it's this you know we, we, we had it and now we're getting away from it and mm. yeah and that, that, was a fu- that was a funny position to be in it is it's like you're, you're art- you know so that's a bit, yeah. yeah huge grey area well, I think yeah but how we if I remember <laughs> the start of this sentence was um, about always, you know, your job as a studio professional, whether you're mixing engineer or whatever, you're there to make the artist look good. And everything we just discussed, you know, where you express your opinion as, an, mm. as a producer, you express it because you want the music to sound better. Mm-hmm. And you think if you do it that the way that you think it should be, it will sound better. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, be prepared to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Be, always be prepared to change your mind as well. I mean, mm-hmm. there's... There's always been scenarios where I've gone like, I really don't think this is a good idea, guys, but let's try it. I might be wrong. And then I hear the idea and I'm like, right, I'm now... I'm going to take credit for that. <laughs> and because uh, this, this, this is a podcast, I'm holding my hand up in the air. You know, this has happened a number of times. You know, yeah. I hold my hand up and I go, right, that was the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I was completely wrong to... Yeah. Uh, I wasn't wrong to express my opinion, but I was wrong yeah, yeah, to yeah. think it wasn't going to be good But that's the thing, like now, I, I, I feel like, you know... I don't know. I was when we first started, and this this kind of shows perhaps. I, I hope I hope a kind of maturity in 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 like what we do here. I'm so mm. sure of like it's got to be done this way. And now whenever yeah. I go into a when I, whenever I go into a session, I'm like, well, I have no idea. Yeah. Let's, let's try some. Let's try some stuff yeah. out. You you've got to you've got to be clear. I I I think I don't know if this is a thing that I think this is a a, a an, like a you and me policy but it's always like I always say to people when we start the session we need a clear idea of what direction we're going in so we get rid of all the we get rid of all the yeah. 
we get rid of all the mate. We're talking about fundamentals here. You know? yeah, like yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. we'll have a flute solo, or you know, whatever. Fine, but it's in terms of the core of the song. Everyone's got to be clear on what you're trying to do. There's not like a maybe we'll do it this way, maybe we'll do it that way. It's like the first thing we're going to try is this. I'm going to try it. We'll do it, and then we'll listen back. And it may work, or it may not. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I think you do have to be definite um, at the start of the session. You and you're completely permitted to change direction and about turn. And we've done this on mm. albums with artists again who cannot <laughs> who cannot be named. <laughs> I think generally though I don't want to paint, paint a false picture invariably I think we're quite lucky in, in a lot of the people we are with we do we become, we become friends with and we, yeah. we generally have good good experiences with as well yeah I think that's the great that's one of my like top five reasons to run a recording studio is like you just meet you meet some cool cats. just meet some cool people yeah, yeah. Um, and and some interesting people and there's always people's um, you know, you're working. Their music is their art, and it, it's they've imbued. Is that the word? They put it. they put their life, the, part of their lives into yeah. their into their art. Yeah. And you get, you know, you can. It, it's it. There's an intimacy to that yeah. process, you know. And I feel you. Know, we have to respect that. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of sacrosanct, and you can't. Yeah, you always have that has to be yeah absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you, it means that you get to you can get to know people very quickly because you go on this journey with them. And it's often quite intense. You know, you've often got quite a lot to do in a certain amount of time. People can get stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get stressed. You know, like. Um, but uh, I I'm always uh, always try to be aware of like if the situation is stressful and we all human beings we get stressed. You know, you mm-hmm. try and uh, uh, deflect that stress away from the artist so that. Um, so that they can keep focused on what they're doing. They're not worried about like, is everything all right? Is something broken? You know, like, I mean, like, yes, it's a, there's a minor, small hiccup here. You know, mm-hmm. there may be a small fire in the control room. <laughs> but carry on. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. the tone is so, awesome. Yes, <laughs> it's great. There's, um, ne- there's never so been it, a small fire in the. So if if if, if if anyone is listening to this and in, is enjoying this conversation and wants to hear more of your work, Dan, mm. I kind of put you on the spot a little bit. All right. But, but what would be some of the like the Top three things that people should check out that you've done, that you've been involved with that, that you're most that you're most kind of happy with, and, and, and perhaps represent what, yeah. what you do. Um, I yeah, well, it's different. It's difficult because, as we just discussed, you know, the recording is the artist's music. Yeah, so, but your but your input is 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 you know. Yeah, oh, there's 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 my input. I mean, it shouldn't be overlooked. I think the thing that's that I'm most kind of proud of for like kind of having done is probably the first and more. Yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 I would say, I'm just going to interject here and say, Dan grew up listening to Thurston uh, and, and in, in when, Sonic Youth. Yeah. And Sonic yeah. Youth. And when the day, the day that Dan found out he was working with Thurston Moore, I wish I'd filmed it. I like, literally, <laughs> I literally scraped you off the ceiling. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was awesome. But I, I do think that record is, it's, it is it's really good. Yeah, and the thing the thing that um, and please do listen to it. Yeah. Um, so you what you and does it your involvement in that? Was... I was so I recorded and mixed it, um, 
and due to weirdly largely not here like really largely yeah there's it was mixed here mm, yeah I mixed all of it here and I think there are let's think this can get a bit confusing because sometimes for an album you record a lot of songs and say your memory of the album my memory I, I think of that as like an 18 track album yeah but I think there's only 10 on the release. Or so it was done House of Strange. House of Strange. Bit in Luke Smith's Luke, Place. Yeah, which is colloquially known as Luke Smith's Place. Luke but Smith, it's actually called Luke Flesh, Smith? Flesh, and, Flesh and Bones. Studio. If you're listening, Luke Smith, I'd love, I'd love, to, love to speak to you. Mm. Please, please email, email the podcast. <laughs> podcast so was it, was it just those two places? Those two studios, and obviously here. We were busy, weren't we? Yeah, we, we, we had other sessions in... Um, and well, he was booked in for a certain week, and then at the last minute, um, Steve Shelley, the drummer, who again another former member of Sonic Youth, so it was 50, the band was half Sonic Youth. Yeah. Bass player is Deb Gouge from My Bloody Valentine, who again is a total legend. Yeah. And the guitarist is uh, James Sedwards, who is like not as well known as not as famous as the other players, but is completely. Um, you know, he belongs in that band as much as any of the others do, sure. you know, because he because of the way that he plays, you know. Um I also but, remember you saying when you recorded that, and this goes back to a comment you made earlier, about how little you had to do mm. in order for it to make it sound good. You you remember you say, I just put microphones on stuff and it sounded awesome. Yeah. But I mean obviously no, but that you know, obviously and that doesn't because obviously like your experience went into that yeah, you know, went into you know knowing where to because I understand one of the studios like, you had all the you had a couple of spill issues potentially, but you were like it was cool. You, you know, I'm sure your experience yeah. went in placing the amps and making everyone comfortable and stuff. But um, yeah, but, yeah. But it goes back to vision as an engineer as well. I mean, I'm not saying like I'm sort of some sort of visionary engineer. That's not that's not how I mean it. It's just that the like it was a particular album, Sonic Nurse. Actually, was the first Sonic Youth album I heard. And in listening to when I got involved, I got involved gradually in this Thurston Moore album, and I'm not even sure when I started recording it was going to be an album, but it just kind of we just recorded just recorded more and more stuff, and then it was like, cool, this is the album. <laughs> I'm like, brilliant. Um, but st- stylistically, Thurston had gone back more in that kind of direction, so I was very familiar with. Um, not familiar. I knew exactly how it was supposed yeah, to sound. Yeah, comfortable with the genre. Com- yeah, no, no more comfortable with that. You know, like I couldn't have been more comfortable with that genre. Yeah. Um, because it was just kind of like I know I've listened intently yeah, to, yeah. To, to two of these musicians, you know, Thurston and Steve. So I knew exactly how those in- their instruments should be sounding. Yeah, but yeah. the interesting thing about Thurston's playing is it's it's um, there's. The, there's a waveform coming up on the screen, by the way. I can. Oh, is that is that gonna? I don't. We we might hear oh, it. I mean, in a way, I kind of want to hear what it is. No, no. no. <laughs> it's it's, it's my outro it. music. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna mute that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. Um, You're off duty now, Dan. Yeah. Well, no, it's just I'm never <laughs> off duty when there's a, when there's a pro tool session yeah. in the room that I can see. Um. But yeah, like Thurston's playing is like his sat no his sound is the way that he plays his instrument and the tuning of the guitar. That's, that's, I think that's something I kind of understood intuitively from listening to the, to, 
the Sonic Youth Records as a teenager, but when I actually saw it, I realised um, the like almost the simplicity and the genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. of that. You know, Who, it's just, what was it? What was the session we were doing? And you were saying that like the you engineered it, and it's the guy that does like kind of really slick American R and B. Um, maybe this is irrelevant, but but yeah. but he was programming, and you were like, he knows his genre really well, oh, and, oh, and right, to yeah. create that really slick R and B, he does it really quickly, and it's really simple. Yeah, or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or, or is this? I don't the, want to belittle this, that, but but he makes it seem really simple just because he knows the genre so well. Is, and is this the guy who I said like, yeah, he was he was playing all of the beats in, but like he didn't have an MPC, he was just using on the, his keyboard, and it wasn't quantizing. Yeah. You know, he just had really, really good feel, but his instrument was the QWERTY keyboard yeah, yeah, on yeah. his laptop. So, so therefore, you know, so, so therefore, you know, he, he knows his genre really well. So, perhaps an engineer going in to record the Thurston record that perhaps wasn't familiar with the genre might yeah. have might have might have got into trouble. Yeah, or just or like just over engineered it, I suppose. Yeah, um, or I mean, I approached it as a purist. Of you know, like Are you wearing a white coat. I was not worried. We we still need to get white coats. I love. Yeah, we've talked about this for so long. We're like, I just be in white coats. Yeah, we're running a studio coming up nine years, and we still haven't got our lab coats. Yeah, we'll take it back. (laughs) Okay, going back to back to the old school. So so, but I I, but I want to get press on this. So, so people that might want to check out some stuff you've done. Yeah, Thurston Rabbit definitely. I mean, I, I I definitely see the. The, the, the Laura record that we did the Laura Marling record that but, we did yeah but, but sonically is is definitely more 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 you than me I just had some silly ideas <laughs> yeah I had the occasional silly great. idea but you know and 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 obviously played on it but 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 obviously we we kind of mixed it together but it, 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 it sonically yeah. it's more your baby yeah. than mine yeah it's you, it's, you it's totally my it's it's my engineering basically isn't it yeah and so check that out what what one um, more one more for if people want to what else? Uh, what else? Are the those are the those are the two big albums that I've done to date. You know, and if you're listening to this album, in I'd say the, I'd say the first the first Denny Moore. Yeah, that's great. EP, isn't it? Yeah, I produced and you you engineered and mixed. Yeah, it was, it was... there are there are many EPs um, out there which I'm really proud of the way that they sound. Wicked. And I'm not. I cannot bring any of them to my Okay, well, it's up for people, it's up for people to, the, to, to the, investigate. But the Three Trap Tigers, first three EPs, which are now available as a collection, right. called Numbers 1 to 13, that's the thing... I mean, they're, they're a band that I play to people quite often. Right, yeah. yeah. They're just kind of like, band. if you check this out, because it's such brilliant music, yeah, and yeah. they are not the most well-known band in the world. But it, it's consistently something I used to blow people's minds with, which leads, <laughs> which, yes, which leads me nicely onto our next section. So, mm. those of you who listen to the podcast regularly will know there's a section of the podcast called Cox Corner, in which Dan asks questions to normally by text message, normally right at the last minute. Yeah, um, questions to whoever I'm whoever I'm talking to. So, in a in a in a sort of fun twist of Cox Corner. Um, I've asked some of our previous guests on the podcast to email <laughs> to email in. Dan doesn't know about this. To email in questions for Dan. This is brilliant. So it's so, going to be Ingram's uh, Ingram's injunction injunction interjection interjection. So our first question comes from Fife Dangerfield, and it's it's very Fife. If you were given a ten grand budget to produce an album by an otter, and you had to end up 
with a releasable audio product. How would you go about this process? <laughs> well, um, you've got ten grand to spend. Yes, that's quite a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. I think I would. I would probably consult with our uh, Otter expert, which is Laura Marling. Yeah. First of all, I would I would like her to be involved. I actually thought about I actually thought about this. Right. Seriously. Well, don't answer the question because it's the question put to me. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sorry. Well, you know, as as with all as with all recording sessions, first of all, yeah. <laughs> make the otter feel comfortable. The, you know, you want to have a conversation <laughs> with the you want to have a conversation with the otter. Right. Yeah. And really understand where they're coming from mm. as an otter, you know, and this might involve going down to the river. And like hanging out on the riverbank for a little while, maybe having a little bit of a swim, catching some fish, um, hanging out. Now I'm thinking of beavers. Officers don't go down. They have lodges. Lodges. Beavers. Yeah. So like popping down to the lodge, having a cup of pond water. You know, maybe some 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 salmon or something. I don't know. Um. um may, may, maybe five. This question is in relation to. Um, uh, our, our friend, I need some help. Our friend, our, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it warrants actually a very long answer. No. I, I, I think you've answered that yeah. as well as you can. I thought that I thought that question was in our, our friend. Our friend Laura Marling keeps tagging us on Instagram as otters. Yeah. So I thought maybe that was a mission. So anyway, this which leads us on to our next question. That's which, why I say Laura's an otter expert. Which which way. which yeah, which comes from Laura, and it goes like this. Does it relate to if, otters? No, it doesn't actually. <laughs> okay. If you and the question is. If you began designing a line of feminist-themed guitar pedals, what would you call them? <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Because Laura has a list of feminist-themed oh, guitar does, pedals. Does oh, do you not know about this? No, I don't know about this. The problem is I can't remember the names of any of them. Uh, um, so this is Laura testing my memory to see if I've been paying attention. And, and Laura, it doesn't look like he has. Well, no. we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave, we'll leave yeah, that one. No, but what I will say is that um, if uh, if Laura ever decided to, if, I, if Laura ever wanted me to build a feminist themed guitar pedal, I like realize this list of of hers of of guitar pedals. I'd be happy to, happy to build her. Maybe that's the answer. The, Laura, you if know, you're listening, like, maybe this is the answer. A guitar you're pedal called like. I can't. I honestly can't think. Medusa. Of it. <laughs> is that is that is that inappropriate? No, that's, no, 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 that's they're, actually they're, not, is it? They're they're funnier than that. Oh, are they? Yeah, okay. They're quite witty. One of them's based on you as well. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily a feminist one, but there's something about hops. Hops. Too hoppy. So yeah. So there's something about that. I can't remember what it is. Matt. Matt's. Uh, no. My my issue beer. is. My, my my issue is American beer. After decades of their beer not tasting of anything, they've discovered yeah. that beer can taste of some of something. And therefore, all of their beer is just so hoppy, and it's like chewy. I mean, there's, there's, when I was in Toronto a couple of months ago, there's so many microbreweries making pale ale. Um, is that is that what you're talking about? Yeah, is it like, yeah, yeah, pale ale, and, and it's it, it's it's too strong. It's like I I I ordered one, I ordered one earlier in the year in 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 California, and it was like nine percent. That is strong. I was like fucking hell, and it was just. Sweet and chewy and and chewy. Yeah, you know what I mean. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. Speaking of beer, um, should we have another one? Let's, yeah. Maybe maybe let's. Uh, I um. I've got one more question for you. Maybe okay. let's maybe let's let's leave it at that. 
Okay. This is this. I'm going to open. Uh, you can have only another beer. You, know, you, you don't have to have all the beers within within the within the session. Yeah, but you can stop the podcast ones. and then keep drinking beer. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. So our last question comes from Adam Adam Bet, which is more of a statement. <laughs> Than a, than a question. You're going to read this, a question in the form of a statement. And, and it goes like this. What's Matt's role in Urchin Studios? As T-Boys go, isn't he on tour a bit much? <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Always championing the course. So, so that's, that's, that's the role. That's it, that's it. That, yeah. yeah that, 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 that's, that's Cox Corner or Ingram Innings. What, what do you want to call it? Ingram's Innings. I'm like, oh, this is nice. Let's see. We can't, we can't endorse it. Is it Hoppy? Um, if it is, it well, can, I like, it can fuck off. I don't really know what Hoppy is, to be honest, but I like, I like this. So, Dan, how are we, we going to uh, end this? I always, say, I always say this to my guests. I give them a choice or we can talk about how... Because, you know, starting and ending, yeah. it's like the hard... It's the hard thing. It's so the hard. How, how, mm. how, how are we, we going to end this? Ending podcast is hard to do. Well, I think... Um, the sound of me opening this beer? And saying, Happy New Year. Happy 2016. Happy all. 2016. 